Hey everybody, what's up? Sagi here and welcome to the Commit for It podcast. Today on the show, we have Chris O'Connell. Chris is dad to three boys. He's a business and well-being coach for CEOs. He himself has built multiple companies reaching eight figures. And he's also the host of a great podcast called The Purpose-Led Leadership Podcast. It's kind of a long word, but amazing, amazing podcast. So without further ado, here's a podcast where we talk about finding purpose. We talk about what Chris finds is the most challenging thing with these coaches. And the most uplifting thing that happens when people actually carry out, you know, what they need to carry out. We talk about what's the thing that's most important in life in order to grow a successful business and a lot more. So guys, welcome to another great episode. Let's begin. everybody, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Commit First podcast. And today on the show, we have Chris O'Connell. Chris, what's up, man? Hey, Sagi. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. Bro, definitely. Um, I thank you for, for agreeing to come on the show and kind of like sharing with your with our audience your um, your background and your, and your values and, and your um, strategies. Um, I know that, you know, in these kind of shows, we can get into a lot of the backstory and you have a you know, fascinating backstory um, of how you're raised up and, and how you came about. But do you have like a short version of that so we can get into the raw and... Yeah, yeah it's, awesome. kind of in, it's kind of in, in, in two parts, but I'll do it as quickly as I can for you. Cool. It's quite a lot. <laughs> so um, I was an abandoned child when I was two. My mom kind of abandoned me. Uh, so I was fostered. Then I was abused. So I had a quite a difficult childhood, um, which I can delve into later on. Um, yeah. But then I joined a big corporate recruitment business. So this was 25 years ago. So I've got 25 years of recruitment experience. This business, what I joined when I was 21, um, had four or 5,000 consultants. I was their worldwide top biller, billing seven figures a year across everybody. Um, went way up there, made them about 15 million pounds. It was an amazing wow. experience. Left left there, set up my own business in 2003, got that to 25 million pounds annual revenue. We won 14 industry awards. Um, so awards for our culture and our growth, which was phenomenal. I sold that through private equity, um, but that transaction went wrong. I lost everything. I lost mm. my whole business. Wait, uh, how, did, lost- how did it go wrong? Well, um, a number of factors, um, which I can delve into now if you want, but I, I lost okay. I lost seven houses. I lost access to my, my children. Um, I lost my home and I lost, uh, you know, I had suicide attempts as well. Uh, and, and now I've come uh, back and I'm, do, I'm doing what I'm doing, which we'll talk about. So uh, why I lost it was a combination of probably... Um, having too much too soon, not realizing what's important, not realizing um, what my purpose was, but probably um, just taking things for granted a little bit, actually, I think. Um, and uh, it was a very, very dark time for me uh, in many respects. Wow. Crazy. And and so after all that happened, and I want to take you just back to that moment where you kind of had that epiphany to say, okay, now I'm going to do it differently. What what was that all about? Like, when did that happen? Well, I think it was a culmination of of events. So, I um, after I lost my business, I um, I got divorced, and that when I moved out of family home, I moved into a like an apartment, and that was probably the start of my renaissance, shall we say, where I had time to think about 
things and understand myself a bit more and put some effort into my personal development. So um, I reflected on all my achievements. I mean, to build that kind of business from scratch was phenomenal, but I never thought I was that good. Um, so I got to 5 million, 10 million, 15 million, 20 million, 25 million. And every time I got there, I didn't, um, I didn't feel any sense of worth or pride. Um, uh, and I didn't feel like I was on the planet. So um, basically um, I started to look at myself and, and talk to myself in a way that was a bit more loving because being abandoned by your mother, being abused by your stepmom, kind of like, it kind of makes you feel worthless, right? And I never thought I was worthy of anything. So I just wrote down some of my achievements and just thought to myself, hang on a second, um, I've got a lot to live for. I'm a, I'm a good guy. Um, uh, it was just that time where I just decided to be the CEO of my life, not CEO of my business. Oh, I love that. You know, you know, it's something that I say every time. I also have a workshop called CEO of your life. So okay. I really 100% like such a believer in that. Um, but, but can I bring, bring you back just even just a bit? All right. Like you're very successful. You know how to launch businesses and how to grow them to millions, you know, in any revenue. Um, so it's like, why did you feel that you're, um, you know, how, how is it that you don't feel like accomplished or that you like, where, where does that get lost? I think, um, this goes for everybody, right? Cause right now what I do, I go into businesses and I, and I, and I help transform, I help grow them. I help them through their vision, their mission, their values, the operations, their, their marketing, their sales. And when I walk into these businesses, you know, the leaders want me to help them grow. And I say, yeah, but before we do that, what's your vision? What's your mission? What's your why? What's your purpose? Yeah. And kind of nine times out of 10, they don't know. And I think that's indicative of, of the world. I think many yeah. people in this world, they live day to day, month to month, week to week. They don't understand why they're doing it. They're going for the motions. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's for me, it's about understanding what your pur purpose is really important. I've got my own podcast called the Purpose the Leadership Podcast. I talk about... When you haven't got a purpose, you haven't got you haven't got a you haven't got an anchor, you haven't got something to go for. And I think yeah. um that's the fundamental core to success, in my opinion. I love that. I, so that's something that you um that you like can you let's go even more deeper into that like epiphany, like because probably happened in a moment, right? Those like this moment. What was I think, that I, think I, th I think it was I think losing my business at the time was fucking hard right if i can say yeah. i can swear you know, it, yeah it led, you can definitely, to, yeah. It, led, it led me to suicide or attempted suicide but actually on reflection it was probably the best thing that happened to me because it enabled me to stop and i, ha I had no choice i know, had no other choice than to than to look at myself and do the work and look inward so i could blame external factors people partners business partners colleagues friends family but ultimately i believe that even if the most unlucky, heinous things happens to you, to a degree, there's always an element of accountability with yourself. So I think it was that sort of realization that although I was responsible for lots of success in my life, in part or, or in, in more than part, I was responsible for the failures as well. So I think it was looking at that, uh, asking myself some tough, um, tough questions and um, feeling and leaning into my feelings as well. So I think it's really important to be vulnerable, really but, important as leaders to be vulnerable. But then again, like, I'm, I'm sorry for stressing that, but I mean, like, it's one, it's one thing he said, like, um, I had a problem, 
found a solution. Like, but but how? Like most people don't go and like say, oh, I need to kind of like I need to love myself more or I need to be more vulnerable. Like, how did you get to that? Did you read a book? Did you have a mentor? Like what came, what brought you to that? It's about, it's, it's about doing it, as I said, being the CEO of your life. So doing an audit. So I don't know if you, there's, there's six facets behind me there and my business logo, <laughs> business yeah. and finance, sorry, business, health and fitness, personal development, purpose, relationships and finances. And I think that you have to do an audit of your life. So what I did, I did an audit of my friends. Mm-hmm. I did an audit of my family. If they weren't serving me, I distanced myself. I looked at my business, which I already knew I was amazing at my business anyway. Uh-huh. The reason why my business wasn't doing so well at that point was because I wasn't looking at the other stuff. If you haven't got good relationships with your kids, your partner, your family, your friends, it's going to affect you. If, you, if you're not working out, eating the right food, it's going to affect yeah. you. If you're not developing, growing, learning, it's going to affect you. And if, you, right. and if you're not looking right. after your money, it's going to affect you. So it was yeah. like, how a second. Instead of putting 95% of my time on my focus into my business, actually, the other stuff is just as important. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that thing that I'm like, I'm wondering. Um, it's so hard to get everything right, especially, again, like as, as dads, uh, as entrepreneurs, as fathers, like you, you have three kids. Um, yes. What are their ages, by the way? So I've got a four-year-old. Phoenix, eight-year-old Chester and a 21-year-old um, Kieran. And I've had difficulties wow. with that. You know, my first big business, I lost access to my older son for years because mm. of various reasons, but mainly because I was probably working too hard. There's other reasons as well. Yeah. Uh, and that taught me a very, very harsh lesson, lesson around, and this is what I teach my leaders now, around what you know, why are you doing what you're doing? Oh, because you want to, you want to be a, the most successful business. Why? Because I want to have make make lots of money so we can have lots of freedom. Why do you want lots of freedom? Because I want to spend time with my children. All yeah. right, you want to spend time with your children. So why are you working ninety hours a week then? Yeah, that 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 kind of stuff, right? So yeah. it's 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 kind of like I believe you can work smart. I believe if if you're looking after yourself mentally, physically, and everything else outside of work, yeah. you don't have to spend as much time in work so you can execute better in work. So yeah. it's it's a strange thing, but if you spend two hours, say a week, dedicated just for your kids, you turn the phone off, do the laptop, they get everything. That's all they ever need. Then you feel happier, and then you then you actually and that that state of being is like what you are on your work, and it's yeah. it's just about execution yeah. and working smart. So I I'm now on NED to about twelve. So I'm I'm basically leading or driving twelve different businesses. I've got three three kids, so I'm actually, but I I believe I'm working less hard but earning more money than what I used to do when I was just running one business. Yeah. And it sounds straightforward, but it takes, it takes time. It, ta- it takes, I think it also starts with how I start the day. So in my bedroom, I've got a whiteboard. I've got my values on there, courage, discipline, empathy, kindness, eight different values. Mm-hmm. So when I wake up, I'm absorbing that kind of stuff. There's some, there's some affirmations on there as well about self-control, self-respect. So what, what I'm trying to do is like, I'm trying to, why am I brain into positivity? And I think that's really important as well. Yeah. And and we just talked about it. I just shared with you that we're um, developing apps exactly on those two fronts. Like one is how do you wake up in the morning? How do you like, and, and we, you call it positivity. Like we call it like just uh, elevate your emotional level. Right. Mm-hmm. So like emotional, um, it, we call it emotional state management. So like the notion is like, if we have, if we can control or elevate our emotional state as much as we can, right, during the day, especially when we start off the day, we're going to have a better day, 
um, and yeah. be more successful, right? And it's like most people get wrong. They actually start their day by checking their emails and like, yeah, right. And so they're like, true. it's freaking Russian roulette. So you start yeah. your day, you open your emails. What do you do? What really do you expect? Right? And, and you know what? Like sometimes I fall victim to that too, or not victim, but you know, do it to myself, but like victim to myself. I, I, I start, I just like start the day with like, I don't know why or how I just get into Instagram, you know, somewhere in the morning. I'm like, although my Instagram, I follow a lot of very, very positive accounts with affirmations and all stuff like that. All of a sudden I get this guy, like Snoop Doggy Dog, like this guy, Snoop Dogg sharing, um, sharing how this guy got, um, you know, had a car accident. I'm like, shit, that's like, you know, that's not positivity. That's actually bad, a bad thing for you to consume. Um, but we want to consume that adrenaline. We want dopamine and we want all these things. So we go to their phones, we go to our phones and, and here's the sad statistic. Most heart attacks happen in the mornings and especially on Mondays. Um, right. And that's yeah. statistics from the UK and the United States. And so I, I definitely get that. And now my question to you is, you know what, wait, let's, I want to, I want to, I want to bring it back for a second. So you say you wake up, you have your affirmations and your values on your wall. What else, what, what's like your morning routine or like, yeah. So then, so I make sure I plant my feet on the floor when I wake up and nine times out of 10, I'll pause and stop and breathe in mm. and out three or four times just to center myself and mind and, and get my mind, you know, I wake up, I look at my, my, my board. I can't help that because it's right in front of me. Then I walk into the bathroom I look at myself in the mirror, in the eye, and I say, I love you, Chris. And I connect mm. with myself. It's and I high five myself. Now, that sounds a bit strange, but that's massive. I think half the time, we don't connect with ourselves. So how the hell can we connect with other people? So eye contact wow. with yourself is really important. I think you have to parent yourself and talk to yourself. There was a saying that talking yeah. to yourself is insanity. I think it's the most sane thing you can do, right? Yeah. Yeah. There are times when... Um, you need to talk to yourself. You need to parent yourself. There's times when you need to say, well done, Chris. And there's times when you say, mate, you've got to sort it out today. Yeah. So there's that kind of stuff. But love it. Love it. Yeah. It's important. Man, like, have you, have you um, read the book Cheddar? Oh, I've heard of this. I think it's one of my next ones on the list. I've heard it's, it's, it's is that about the, the chatter in your mind, right? Or, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So it's like what you're saying, like, um, you know, we do have to, when we say parent ourselves, it's like, so the voices in our head are, and how we talk to ourselves is basically pretty, um, was already set when we were like five years old by our guardians. So basically how the grown-ups were talking to us, that's actually how we talk to ourselves, right? And usually it's not good. Um, yeah. Right. So it's like, but you've, you've nailed that because, because I think everyone gets internal trust. Everyone's got mental health about who we are, but sometimes the voices in our head, you're right. They're not actually ours. That sounds bizarre. They are indoctrinated or, or yes. absorbed by your parents, your manager, your, your, your you know, what you right. watch on the TV and all that kind of stuff. And it, it can be very difficult to, you know, to, to deal with that. But I think, I think it's about um, learning to manage that. And actually yeah. um, the only way to do that, I think is to, is to change your content, block people, change things, talk to people that are going to inspire you, talk to people that are better than you in some areas and just, have a, have a growth mindset. Be curious, right? Yeah, and, and one of the things you nailed it, you said, talk to yourself. And and when you talk to yourself in third person even, so that's like, that's something, that's why I brought up the book because he shares that in the book, some Olympic champions and like very uh, successful people claim to talk to themselves and they are even portrayed talking to themselves in third person. So it's like when you coach yourself 
like you said, parent, saying like parent, coach, like whoever is the positive, you know, uh, side of things, then you can actually transform like what's in your mind. And here's wow. right. And here's how talking out loud works. It's because we perceive things in our mind through our ears. It sounds, mm. you know, crazy. We yeah. tend to think, okay, if I think something, it will actually, I will understand it. But no, usually we understand yeah. things when they are tucked to us therefore in communication classes they tell you uh communication or um sometimes i heard it, they they also um explain it in marriage consoles so it's like they tell you the other side says i feel that you're not giving me enough attention then you should repeat back to them you feel as though i don't give you enough attention so that way she understands that you get it you know so yeah, you're empathizing you're listening you understand yeah exactly yeah so, so it's exactly like that with ourselves so you, you yeah. brought up a great point here i think that's true and i think as well i think um deep down we know as individuals whether we're pulling the wall of our our, our own eyes or we're actually lying to ourselves and i think that that is it that is a i'll go back to the whole accountability piece it's really important that yes keep yourself credit yes pat yourself on the back you've got to be your you've got to be um realistic as well and i think having people around you but also also i think um small daily habits can have a big impact so yeah. you know i've got this big, we've all got big visions but i think if you can break down some of your goals into business and personal so it might be over the next 12 weeks if i can listen to six podcasts or if i can go on 12 runs if you do if you do that consistently it all builds up and i think i think right. sometimes we we want we want these big things yesterday and it just, just doesn't work like that also yeah. it's about enjoying the passage of time right because um where I went one wrong was like I had this massive mystical 50 million pound figure in my head when I was running my business oh, when I get to 50 million everything's going to be great and that, that's dangerous it's like when you when you meet this person or when you do this I'm going to feel this no you have to you have to try and be grateful for what you have now I think that's the, that's the big one is it, actually patience is, is an underrated and paradoxical superpower because we all want it yesterday but actually right. sometimes taking your time with things can be better and enjoying yeah. the moment right and it's like thinking about what you want in the future actually gets it farther away from you. And, um, right. So the law of attraction says, be grateful for what you have now, but also feel as already have, you have what you want in the future. So if you feel like you already have those 50 millions, probably they will come sooner than what you think, especially if you already feel like you have them and you're grateful for that. Um, right. Um, and let me ask you just like, so you wait, so we were in the middle of the morning routine, let's say, so you, um, you walk into the mirror, you high five yourself, um, and you, you know, where did you pick that up from? That was a, a lady called Mel Robbins. She's oh, on Mel Robbins. Awesome. Just that. Yeah. And I pick cool. up a lot of my stuff from listening to people like that. You know, Jay Shetty, yeah. Stephen Bartlett. And, yeah. you know, I think, I think, um, uh, I'm a bit of an introvert, actually. Um, so I quite enjoy my own company. And I think I think the ability to sit with yourself is really important. So I like I like working hard, but also like downtime, but I don't like wasting time. So my view is have downtime, but don't waste time. So I'm not criticizing or judging anybody, but if you were sitting watching TV, you know, watching trash TV every, every night, uh, could that be a bit, could a better use of time be something else? So I think it's about trying to maximize and grow and develop and being curious, mm -hmm. having an open mind as well. I think 
I think um, I think LinkedIn is a platform that I use a lot. I get about two and a half million views a month on there now wow. because I post a lot of content and I'm a bit of an influencer type on there. But I've, yeah. I've made so many friends on that platform by my content, but also by absorbing yeah. other content, but also by asking questions and making yeah. comments on their content and just kind of like yeah. having a, a bit of a broader spectrum on life. You know, I think yeah. that's really important. Yeah. So I want to be really like, I want to be really practical for a second. I can, and kind of like to everybody who's listening, um, let's, let's say everybody, let's say like, a, you know, um, a person who's a parent, like, a, you know, father and an entrepreneur right now is listening to this. They're probably asking themselves, all right. So um, I got this idea about like talking to myself and talking in the mirror and saying like, you know, I love myself and, and high five myself in the mirror. Um, what are things that I can do else like practical that will really help me right now uh, what do I need to do first like I'm feeling a bit lost I'm not you know making enough money I feel like my goals are you know with such setbacks when I wake up and the kids are sick or whatever and I you know so many things are going around the world right now how can I make sure that I'm staying on top well, I think it's about consistent daily habits making small incremental steps forward yeah. So yeah. I think it's understanding what's important in your life. So maybe have a think about what your values are, have a think about how you want to be seen and act. So, my, you know, I've, I've got my values. I think that's a good thing to write down your values, write down some affirmations. But I, I think what's important to most people is, is business. What's important to most people is health and fitness. What's important to most people is, is personal development, also purpose or spirituality relationships and finance this is what i do anyway so there's six yeah, things yeah. there there might only be three or four and i and I, and I do an audit and i look at that and go what more my relationships really like actually my relationships with my kids are this my relationship with my wife is this i'll give that a four out of ten and then i go through business well actually that's a set so actually although my business is a seven like it to be a ten my relationships is a four out of ten clearly i need to spend more time with my relationships so what i'm going to do is I'm going to set a goal for the next 12 weeks on all those things. So a 12-week goal for my relationships might be I want to build a much better quality relationship with my wife. You know, I haven't got a wife, but speaking metaphorically, and my children, how am I going to do that? I'm going to guarantee that I'm going to spend a date night once a week with my wife for the next 12 weeks. And I'm going to spend three hours in the park with my children every Saturday. If I do that for 12 weeks, let's see how I get on. And then with my health and fitness, it might be, I want to lose some um, 20 pounds, whatever it is, what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to, and then if you do that for six to 12 weeks, a guarantee, you get a sense of fulfillment, you get some motivation, you get, you get some determination to succeed. You see results. And all of a sudden you, you've got like a project, you've got a purpose. You're kind of like, all oh, right. So yeah. it's, it, you're treating your life like a business. And then you start to, then you start to get excited again. And it's a bit clearer Whereas I think we try to do everything really badly. Just break yeah. it down a little bit. Got it. So, so it's like, um, you, you mentioned something interesting. So I, first of all, I also recommend everybody to do this audit the way I also do the audit for myself. And I, I sometimes teach other that I coach is like, I have, I write down my values, rate them from one to 10. And each one that's not exactly like you said, each one that's not a 10, I would say, what would make it a 10? And then I write down goals and my goals are like six months. So it's like, you say three months, great. You know, like, so you put a time on it, right? So that's, that, that's what makes them smart goals because they're time-based. And then once you do that, you start working towards those goals with, you know, weekly tasks. Um, 
like monthly and then weekly tests. So now like you said something interesting, whereas you said, define your values, set goals for those. You get a sense of feeling of accomplishment from that comes purpose. Um, so do you think like purpose comes out of action? It's like something interesting, like, or how do you find yeah. purpose? I think so. I think, I think purpose can evolve. Um, I don't think it ever stays as one thing. I think, I think if you're always improving, your purpose can change, but no one got anywhere without any action. So we can all talk and think, we can read the book, we can listen to the podcast, we can, we can have right. a great conversation, but until we actually act, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So I yeah. think, yeah, there's a big difference and that's where people go wrong. They, they, they visualize it, they have a vision board or whatever. Yeah. That, is, that is important, but unless you start actually doing the work and then you, get the, and then you start to think, oh, this is difficult, but I'm starting to get somewhere. I'm starting to get results. Right. And, um, Right. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes you have off days, right? But um, yeah, some progress is better than nothing. Yeah, for sure. And I like. I, I think also um, clarity comes out of action. So right. that's what I found. I, what I found out for myself is like sometimes you say purpose, right? Like some people lack purpose. Like I don't have a purpose. Like what am I doing? Like you know, I'm just I'm just trying to make it. And like okay, so start taking action. You need clarity, and clarity comes out of motion. Um, and that's something that's big. And once you start taking action, like you said, you get that sense of accomplishment. You also kind of like know what your goals are better. Um, and I think that's something very important for us to understand, like as entrepreneurs, um, I want to, I want to bring it, um, back for a second. You coach a lot of people, right? Um, uh, mostly CEOs. Yeah. Most yeah. business owners, leaders. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And can I ask like what, what size businesses usually do you have or all spectrum? Be honest, I mean, over the last couple of years, it's ranged from one person bands up to a hundred people bands. So at the moment I've got a couple of people with 10 people in the business and I've got quite a few at 50, 60, 70 level. Mm. So it, it can range. It can range. Cool. Cool. All right. So in terms of, um, What's your number one challenge that you find with people that you coach? Like, what's your biggest challenge when coaching someone? Um, their lack of purpose. Their, 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 their inability is probably the wrong word, but I'll use it because I can't think of a better one. The inability to understand why they're doing what they're doing and having a clear, a clear purpose, I think. And also an accountability partner for them to, to, to measure themselves by. I think everyone needs a coach. I've got my own coach. Tony Robbins is one of the best coaches in the world. He's got his own coach. So right. who coaches the coach? Who leads the leader? So yeah. I, th I think I think it's about, I've turned away some clients because I, I just know they wouldn't be coachable. I think right. you, you've got to have a, a sense of accountability and awareness and go, actually, I'm in the shit here. I'm not. So until you start taking yeah. action and become accountable, you're not going to yeah. get anywhere. Bro, I think, I think that's, that's, great insight and you know like something that i learned like i i spent half a million dollars on coaching since like the past five wow. years so i um i really like i always have a coach right now I also have a mentor um and i just want to plug that in for a second so most of you guys listening know mr j he's my mentor and you guys know that he's my mentor uh we launched a podcast so just a few uh but about a month ago we already have six episodes out um and uh it's called the evolution podcast so if you're listening to this show Check out the Evolution Podcast. Just want to plug for a second. Right. Um, and also, plug, plug, let's plug yours, Chris, because you have the podcast. 
you mentioned it before, it's the Purpose-Led Leadership Podcast. And we're going to uh, we're gonna have that in the show notes. So everybody just, uh, you can go to whatever great, there. Great show. Yeah. So the Purpose-Led Leadership Podcast. And uh, yeah, so uh, if you want to listen more to, to Chris, go over there and uh, check that out. Also, you can just um, say like, uh, go to Instagram and check out Chris O'Connell Coach and you'll find Chris, um, like me with the yellow background in the, in the image. So, um, so yeah, so check that out. Check out his Instagram. Uh, go ahead and, oh, LinkedIn, by the way, Chris O'Connell, LinkedIn. Like, um, And so um, now back to kind of like, um, back to the topic at hand, coachable. So what I learned is you got to be, you like being coached is kind of like a, a skill that you need to develop. Like mm. because at the beginning, right? It's like you find it hard to, to actually take action on some of what your coaches tell you. You find it hard to listen because you have to always talk. Um, some people are more coachable than others. I was a hard nut. I was kind of like hard at the beginning, but, um, but you know, I like, I learned to listen more, you know, and to, to take advice. I can jump in on that because I think, I think as, as a coach, I think you've, you've got to, you've got to position yourself in a really, uh, important position because you're the person coaching that person. So you've got to have a sense of responsibility but i think you can't I, i don't think you can be too dictatorial as well i think you've got what the way i've worked is that I've, i've been quite vulnerable and quite open on the premise that that will enable my coachee to be like that but also i have to tell them if i feel that they're, they're not doing it you have to tell them as well and i think there's a lot of coaches out there that just go along the motions and they and i think i think i think the, the, the idea of a coach is to motivate and and um, and elevate but also to be honest with the person as well when you're when you're being coached as well so you know i'm i'm a i've been a ceo i i, I now coach ceos I've, i've been a multi-millionaire but and i used to be quite ego, egotistical with that and be quite vain about my houses my watch my car but i believe that the ticket to my success is being that vulnerable, vulnerable open honest person I, and i don't like hierarchy i like to kind of like put myself on in, in in the same position as, as as the other person as well and I think I think that that's I think yeah. there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach as well so my style yeah. isn't like this is my coaching program this is week one this is week two it's yeah. tailored specifically to that person and some people might actually like that dictatorial kind of so I, I think a good leader or a good coach knows which leadership or coaching hat to wear to when and who right. and then that's the trick right right 100%. I think like, yeah, I work with all kinds of coaches and um, I've also coached myself like, and um, it's, it's also hard as a coach. Sometimes people come to you with like very sincere uh, problems, um, you know, and you have to kind of have this like cleansing regime after, after a coaching session, you know, to get rid wow. of that energy sometimes. Right. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a mental health first aid, a mental health advocate. And I actually put a post out on LinkedIn. I touched on this uh, two weeks ago. My God, it was just a picture of me before and after. So a picture of me looking very stressed and disheveled and a picture of me now. It's kind of like, look at me now kind of thing. It had 20 million views, nearly 300,000 likes, 10,000 comments. I've got loads of requests for podcasts and loads of business from it. But I was inundated with over a thousand messages of, well done, you're an inspiration. It kind of blew up. But, you know, a good hundred, a good hundred of those messages were, um, I'm thinking of committing suicide or... Um, I'm going through the four it like really kind of like intense wow. stuff and it's like wow. as much as you want to help these people you're right you have you've got a you've got a duty of care and it's like if you're if you're not qualified or not ready I feel like 
it's important to signpost people and you can't you can't take on everything because you're right you have to be a, a brother sister mother counselor coach and sometimes you've got to say am i the best person to help you and that's yeah. important yeah 100 um and so yeah so like working with a coach is extremely important um you know that's something that i always say like the, the here's a sad truth though most people don't are not willing to put their money where their mouth is they say yeah we know we need a coach we need we know we need a mentor but they don't um and that's that's actually sad you know like because everybody needs a coach um and the sooner people would realize that the sooner their success would skyrocket um and um yeah anyways um so the challenge is like people are not finding their purpose like that's one of your biggest challenges right um how do you help them then get get around that bypass that and find the purpose i think it's asking asking questions i think it's it's so as an example when i go into businesses um they say chris right we've got 10 people when it gets 100 people we're doing 10 million when it gets 100 million and i say yes what i what i can do i can do all the operations all the marketing all the sales i can help you with all that but before we even do that tell me what your vision is tell me what your purpose is and they they can't do that yeah. so it's it's about asking the right questions around so why did you set this business up and all that kind of stuff and it's just asking lots of questions so what do you do outside of work and well um nothing really so right it's kind of like just getting under the skin under the bonnet and kind of like when's the last time you um you cried when's the last time you showed real aff affection if i may say so to your to your, your wife when's the last time you spent some nice time why are you asking me these questions well actually because emotional intelligence and vulnerability has a direct correlation with the productivity of your team so if you if you if you can get under the skin of your team understand what motivates them what drives them, what their purpose yeah. is i yeah. guarantee they'll work harder and produce better for you but this yeah. is this you're you know and it's it's I, I think up until recently a lot of leaders have been suffocated by the society around work hard play hard nine to five push yeah. push push make more calls make more calls make more calls and what COVID's right. done I think that's changed the game with that and you work from anywhere and it's right. proven you can be more productive so it's looking at that kind of stuff yeah uh, you know like when I found out that um I found it hard uh through 75 hard do you know 75 hard Oh, right. Yes. I've seen that. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, cool. So, yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've done 75 hard. Um, I wow. started, I started before COVID hit just before COVID hit and then it hit. Um, and then I, I continued through and at the beginning you kind of like, because it's a challenge that you have to do two 45 minute workouts and, and you know, a lot, a lot of stuff yeah. every day. And like you work three hours a day for this thing. And when you have a business and especially yeah. when you have like, kids in your house in you know quarantine and whatever like you know like everything's all over the place but you still have to like grow your business and and then like also um take care of your employees and everything everything like that but also take care of your family and also like do three hours of this yeah when you say this shit like every freaking every freaking day um at the beginning it makes you really mad you're like i you know and yeah. for me i've been in the army so i'm like you know fuck this i've been in the army i don't need this and um it was kind of like it was kind of hard at the beginning but then you start understanding well wait a second my business is growing how can that be i'm more mm -hmm. energetic i feel better i feel more confident i show up for sales calls more and i show up for my for my uh team more like better and and you know so like it all comes down to at the end of the day it's emotional state management in a way right and 
So the, the, the answer isn't putting more work and effort into your business. If anything, pull back on that, execute on the on the on the health and the wealth, and you'll be yeah. and it's and that's 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 the trick, I think. And it's yeah. it's a common mistake, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Make. Let's let's do, let's do more work. Actually, yeah. no. Um, so yeah, but well done to you. Seventy five hard is not. Well, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so you, have you done it then? I haven't done it. Yeah. I've seen it. Oh, but, I mean, okay. I've I've, yeah. I've I've had personal trainers, and I I think also as well. I think, um, you know, sometimes I struggle with motivation to do it every day. So you know, I I, I buy the people in. But one of the things I've I've been enjoying recently is is doing long walks because I, mm-hmm. I heard that actually walking is actually even better for you than running in terms yes. of the muscle that it uses and the fresh air, the nature, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Right. Also, um, running is not so healthy. <laughs> Running is not so healthy because it, it screws up your knees, your your. Um, yeah, I know, and, uh, but also but, but being outside in nature because obviously when yeah. we've been cooped up with quarantine and pandemics and stuff, I think appreciate. This sounds a bit strange, but like I live, my, my apartment's on the river here in Bristol. Mm-hmm. I've got a balcony and it's beautiful, and ah, beautiful. I see the water every day and the trees and the sun. It's like that can make a big difference to you as well. So even yeah. just getting out and in nature is a big thing, right? Right, right. It's amazing. And so, yeah, I mean, um, so how do you, um, so we said like, I just want to bring it back to kind of like, okay, so biggest challenge is finding purpose. How do you find purpose? You check out, like, you know, you do this audit, you find out like, kind of like, you know, uh, where do you, what are you missing mm-hmm. in your life? Like becoming CEO of your life, taking ownership and responsibility for everything in a holistic manner, uh, making sure your well-being, putting the effort into you more than you do into the business. Um, all those things, great. Now, what is the biggest, like, where are the biggest um, achievements that you see with your uh, coaches, like the people that you coach, like that you're like, this? I love it when this happens, like in the process. And when does yeah. it happen? I think I think the feedback that I've got is that for my references is that you haven't just helped to transform the business, you helped to transform my life. So they, they, they see noticeable differences in the stuff that I've just mentioned around. They are working out, they are spending time with their family, they are they are being in touch with their emotions. So it's it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of like it's their life betterment. Um, but ordinarily, it's just kind of doing that. It sounds silly. All, all I do is ask them lots of questions, find out where they need to improve but more often than not sometimes it's a root cause it could be something really innocuous or really silly like that happened in their childhood where their dads shouted them and didn't give them any sweets and they, they carried that through because they, they feel they're not worthy it can be something really small so i i get them to go back and say can you remember the last time and kind of like get them to open up and make them feel get them in touch with their emotions i feel it's it's more of an emotional thing where they they kind of I pull them out of their monotonous, I'm going to work, I'm going to do this, I'm going and get them to actually look inward. And then that's the biggest change when they start to feel again instead of just doing. Yeah. So we're how human be- we're, we're human beings, you know, not human doings, you know? Yeah. Wait, so 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 can you coach me for a second? Because I I find it hard sometimes as a man to love myself. Like I think, I think I struggle with that. Like 
I am getting better at it, but it's one of the things that I'm focusing on. Like last year, I focused on being more grateful. I had a problem with like, I'm really learning how to step up. Like, and now I'm like, I'm super grateful for so many things. I'm so, I feel like I made so much progress. This year I'm making progress with loving myself, with like accepting myself, saying in the mirror, hey, Sagi, you know, I love you, man, you look great, man. You're like, you're killing it. Like, so, um, but I feel I still have a way to go. Do you have any tips for me to, or do you want to like, Coach me for a second, ask me some question, then I can. I, th- I, th- I think that the, the thing is, you're not alone with that. And I, I think yeah. the thing is that I don't think we ever really find ourselves. That's the beauty of it. The moment when we think we have found ourselves is the moment we get complacent, right? So I think I think yeah. that all, what I'll say to you is that you have to keep persevering and keep doing the same things. But I, 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 would, I don't know if you've done this already, but I would maybe write down, if you can, mm-hmm. 10 things that you're very proud of, that, that you've mm-hmm. personally achieved. Remind yourself of Remind yourself of those. Yeah, I think I think it's about um, you know who's te- who's telling you that you're not worthy. You know, the only person that can hear that is yourself. No one else can hear that. Yeah. So where do you think that's coming from? Yeah, it's uh, I I I told myself that, and I'm like, you know, I did grow up kind of like as an underdog, or had more people like um, more or not more special but more like prize worthy than me um i felt i always why? felt kind of like, why um it's just it's you know nobody really kind of like said that but you know i always was the kid it was kind of like because i'm a visionary i'm a creative i was all over the place so i got a lot of like sagi you're not organized sagi you're all over the place sagi you like i got a lot of that um and then I also had, um, I'm trying to always, like I always things fall into my life, right? So I had this, um, I had a, um, I have a cousin who was like my age and we grew up together. Um, yeah. He's, he's uh, extremely smart, extremely like super mm-hmm. high IQ. He was in the special, um, like super gifted kids class kind of thing all the time. And I was in the, in the regular kids kind of thing, you know? So I was like, I always felt dumb. I couldn't get enough on my tests ever, no matter how much I studied. I studied like crazy, like hard work, like really hard work and got like an 80 or like, you know, it's kind of equal to like a D, let's say, uh, not a D, a C or a B or whatever. Like, so, so I'm like, my best was Bs. I would, I didn't get A's or anything at school. Um, so I was like, I always felt like I'm just not smart enough and I'm not good enough. And um, or for what? Because often we are conditioned and indoctrinated to say success is getting high grades, success is going to universities, success is having a wife and a kid and a car. But actually, your your I, I understand you your your purpose and your forte is being creative, being entrepreneurial. And some of the best creatives, and entrepreneurs, don't give a shit about school. So actually, is it yeah. really is that really important? Yeah. Has, that, has that ever has it ever held you back in what you're doing? Probably not. Um, well, it it actually has. I mean, you know, and that's that's just the thing. I'm like, you know. It's every day that I'm reminding myself that I might get to a meeting or to any kind of like mm-hmm. idea and I work hard to prepare, but I'm not going to actually be able to, to deliver um, like most people would deliver with the same preparation. It's kind of like it, that accompanied me throughout my, my entire lifetime, I guess. But, um, but I'm, I'm learning to let go of that. It's a good reflection. It's like, where is it serving me? Not nowhere. Right. Yeah. I think, I think, I think, I think, that will hold you back psychologically if you allow it to. If you say it's going to hold you back and you think it's going to hold you back, it obviously will. But then I, th- I think 
when we compare that to other adversity, I, I think it goes back to the gratitude and how lucky we both are. We're both, you know, good-looking, fit young men. We, we've got we've got a good brain. We've got, a good, we've, got, we've got so much more going for us than many people. And I feel that yeah. what we tend to do as human beings is we focus on what we haven't got. Oh, that's going to hold me back. Well, what about the other ninety-five percent of stuff you've got that loads of that 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 really intelligent guy hasn't got? That yeah. I, I bet that guy would want to swatch shoes with you actually. So I think it's about stop, stopping, stop comparing ourselves to other people and compare ourselves with ourselves. So if you look at, look at where you were say two or three years ago to compare to where you are now, I'll bet you'd be really chuffed. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. And I'm looking at right now kind of, um, you know, where I'm, where I'm feeling I'm like lacking like those voices of like Sagiro all over the place, all over the place is like where I had a few kind of like financial struggles, right? And I'm like, because because I'm all over the place, of course that's me. So I'm kind of like attaching that to my identity, and I need to let that go. It's the mindset. It's like if if you if you if you've and, and, and it's not all just about thinking. You have to act. But if 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 like I went through a difficult divorce, I went through a difficult business breakup. And for years, I, 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 I attached that situation to, oh, God, if that didn't happen or, and it kind of like, and that's, that's all I got back. I, I got kind of half good stuff back. When I started to accept, actually, what role did I play in that? And actually, yes, that's happened to me, but I've got this, 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 and this. I started to, it sounds silly, but I, 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 I changed my mindset towards the positivity of what I do have yeah. and created a magnet. Of, of that so yeah. i think it's about what you think is what you are what you feel what you what focus you on your track yeah yeah i, I, I do I think I, I do i do think you need to talk about emotions and get therapy and talk about adversity but if you're constantly saying oh yeah but I, you know i feel like i'm lacking in the area then you're going to be you're going to be lacking in the area that's not going to help you you might no. even if it's true own it yes i'm lacking in the area but i'm going to do that Rather, yeah. I'm lacking in that area, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it, yeah, 100%. It's, it's, yeah. It's letting go of those kind of like heavy chains. Yeah, man. And like, yeah, so it's like that's well, maybe some that, med- maybe some some I know some good meditation apps that I could recommend. I use Free Mind, and I think that's a good way to kind of like. Mm-hmm. I think it's about what I did. I, I used to have all these things as well. You know, I was constantly told I wasn't good enough. My mom abandoned me. So I always, I always thought that, but yeah. you have to unwire yourself by absorbing positivity. So maybe some, some good meditation apps will help you as well to absorb yeah. that positivity. One hundred percent, man. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, and I do, I do practice meditation. I am really big on meditations. Um, I also like recently developed my own meditation. I call it Genesis. Cool. And nice. it's, like, yeah, it's like evolving, like all kinds of things I learned throughout like uh, books and podcasts and, and stuff like that. It's um, and like and and obviously trying on myself. So it, yeah. it starts with breathing and then uh, it has a lot of things that we a lot of the components that we talked about. So it starts with breathing because you have to. But it's like um, the square breathing, like four seconds, four seconds. Yes, four seconds. yes. Absolutely. Um, so you get into that. Um, um, you get in. Um, Parasympathetic, what what is what's its name? Parasympathetic system to work for you, right? And then, and then after that, um, you um, 
you start visualizing, yeah, you start, you want to get your heart, like you want to fill in your heart. That's that I got that from Dr. Joe Dispenza. So I start thinking about everything that I have and be grateful. And then I start to think about everything that I achieved. Now it gets to, into understanding what are the facts, what have I achieved and how grateful I am from that. And then I start to think what I want to happen in the future and feel like it already happened. So now I'm mixing my brain right? With what I want in the future, but I feel like it already is because it's mixing up with what I already achieved. Um, so that's, so I think, that's, I like, think that's it. And I think, I think that the key to that is doing that on a, you know, relatively consistent basis as well. Yeah. Um, that's what I need to get what, better at. Yeah. What, I've, what I've learned is that I, I, sometimes I treat life like, this is a Carl Jung thing. I don't know if you know this, he's a very famous psychologist, yeah. but I see things like an American football field. So there's two end zones. There's an end zone where you're down, depressed, really dark, things are going terrible, whatever, really bad. Mm-hmm. And then the other end zone is like you're flying, business, relationships, love life, money, you're literally flying. And you actually don't want to be in either of those zones. Because if you're too high, that's when the devil comes, man, or you get complacent and you can lose it yeah. all and you, and you lose. Purpose. When you're down there, it's very easy to think you're going to be there forever. But every time this too shall pass nothing's permanent in this world especially today nothing's permanent so i, right. I use that and I, and I say to myself actually oh my god i'm at 70 80 i'm, I'm going to touch down so it's almost like i enjoy that right I, and i don't take it for granted but like i, I, I will almost kind of I, I temper it with a bit of kind of like let's enjoy this and reward it but don't get carried away and when i'm on on the odd occasion now where i'm getting really dark and, and depressed I'm like, actually, let me lean into this. Let me let me accept it. And let me, I think, rather than going for a drink or doing something, when you're feeling a bit anxious, it's almost a good sign because something good's coming. Yeah. Um, but not 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 to t- treat it as if it's going to be like, like here forever. And that sounds easy to put in principle, but in a nutshell, this too shall pass. But try and stay between 20 and 80. <laughs> no, yeah, 100%. And I'm, I'm like, I think... Um, what you're mentioning is like not being on two extremes is very Buddhist mentality. It's like, okay, like let's not get complacent. Let's not, you know, also, you know, get dark or anything. Everything's okay. Kind of like, so um, I, I wonder like, and that's something that I'm, because I think all of us are searching for happiness, right? It's like, you want to, you want to have a purpose. You want to be happy. You want to build success and happiness together that's the hard thing about like being a father and entrepreneur where you know we get all the challenges to doing that so you want to be happy with um like with all the businesses and all the challenges and struggles that come from businesses and kids and everything like that um and so when you're building happiness how can you build happiness if you're taking the full-on buddhist approach of never really finding pure happiness and being high what if we can get high with an unlimited supply without being complacent is that possible do you think it's possible yeah i, th- I think it's possible but i don't think it's sustainable mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I think i think content i think contentment and happiness you know are different things and i think that you know so say you say you um mm-hmm. you do really well and you get a, a, a million pound paycheck next month and it's massive and you go out and buy a massive car or a great car that feeling is great initially for a week or two and then it then it wears off right and then you think, oh, I want a faster car or you buy a house on a bigger house. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to say is I, th- I think I think true happiness is enjoying the passage of time. So as an example, I was walking to my one of my clients mm-hmm. last week 
And this overwhelming sense of joy and happiness came over me, right? It's like this magical, mystical, wow. spiritual moment. I had like yeah. goosebumps. I was like, and I was saying to myself, wow, Chris, I love you. This is amazing. You've done so well. And it was a real love for myself, which I've never really had much of at all. And I thought, fuck, this is happiness. You know, yeah. Yes, I could be a lot richer. Yes, I could have a bigger house. Yes, I could have a bigger car. Yeah. But how I feel about myself now is that's where it's at. So Maybe. I think that... You know, um, you can't really ask, ask more than that, to be honest. Yeah, no, I love that. And what you're describing is also kind of like a phenomena like that Dr. Joel Spenza describes, like when people have this kind of like rush to rush of like, um, yeah, yeah, like equanimity and, and joy and bliss. Um, those are words that I never even were, they were not in my lexicon, like just, you know, up until like a year ago. Um, so I'm, I'm, I think I'm in a quest to, to get there and, you know, to, and I'm trying to just be kind of like just naturally happy as much as I can during the day or like, you know, like, um, and, and grateful and, and love mm -hmm. myself. And I'm trying to really, really get those moments. Um, sometimes you just got to remind yourself, right? Like three, three kids. I have, I have a two-year-old, you know, she can be. That's right. But I think, I think also success, you're never an overnight success, right? Don't wake up one day yeah. and it's all of a sudden like Deep become you. happy. I think it's sometimes it can hit you when you're least expecting it. And it's just about, Deep I think it's, it's day, day by day, man. Yeah. 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 And here's the thing, like for me, it was, I never grew up financially educated and I was, um, I was not managing my money well ever. So it was always kind of like, And, and I still haven't like made it really, really big yet. So I'm just like, you know, I've made it far past my wildest expectations in terms of finances. Um, but, I'm, you know, I wouldn't say I, I haven't hit like, according to, as of now, I have not hit my million dollar year yet. So it's like, um, it's really looking at kind of like the, yeah, patience is tested, right? It's like, and I, I have that fire to succeed even with my three young kids and all the problems that they bring on, right? And all the challenges that they bring um, and that they have that I need to help them with and help tackle while also being a great present dad. So I'm not working nine to 12 every day, like 9 a.m., 12, I'm not working. I'm working out and I'm doing my inner work and relationship building and everything like that. Um, and then I have what's called daddy practice, which is each of my older ones every week, which is like, yeah. I take each of them like for two hours. Um, one-on-one -on -one, like every week nice. yeah so That's it's good. like I'm, i'm working on all those because i come from that finding the values and putting in the goals for each one and you know and making act taking action um it's yeah. one of those though but i mean if i was to ask you a scenario where you're you're making a million or million and a half dollars a yeah. year yeah. but you weren't seeing your kids and you, as much and you weren't having that time or you're making 750 800 but you had all the other stuff as well which one would you choose well right now i'm where i'm making around 800 and having all the other stuff. So it's like, I'm, I'm very happy like this, like, you know, like in a way, um, but it's good. I, it's good to have, but I also think ambition is really important as well. And I think, I think, I think you've got the right amount. I think sometimes get, people get transfixed where if I don't do a million or it's like do or die and that's, that's yeah. dangerous. Right. So what I'm trying to say is have that right. million, have it as five million if you want and push yourself but it cannot be the be all and end all. That's the difference. It's not a disaster if you don't, but you have to have the drive as well. And I think the moment you lose your ambition, that's the, that's the concern. So I don't see that as a problem, actually. I think it's, I think you're in a, I personally feel you're in a good mindset there. 
yeah thank you thank you yeah yeah so yeah working with a coach all the time so um yeah definitely man like look it's been it's been amazing um and i think we should try to wrap it up but i want to um i want to ask you like what is what's your final advice or anything that you can give right now to everybody listening right now again father entrepreneurs working their way we're you know financially maybe finding it a bit hard um and uh and also not finding enough time with their kids or like what would you what do they have them do today? i think it goes back to what i've said <laughs> i think it's i think most people fall into the trap of if i can build a great business or if i can earn this amount of money if i can provide this amount of stuff for my kids i'll be seen as a great dad but actually great dads are the ones that that, that try their best to do that but they, they, they do spend that so be mindful you know of, of of your relationships how much time you're spending and just i would i would almost say to these people you know you might be struggling for money you might need to, but take a step back go out for a walk start to do some thinking start to write some stuff down get out of the kind of i've got to work i've got to provide i've got to pay the bills and actually take some steps back and write out a life plan about your business your relationships and just try and take stock and and then go again i think get out of the weeds a little bit you see do you see what i mean i love that yeah definitely and that's that's also my best advice to everybody because that's kind of like what saved me um and that's my that's my backstory we'll we'll talk about it on, on your podcast sometime but yeah it's just um man been so amazing having you um on the show and so first of all i want to send people back again to the purpose-led leadership podcast please guys go up right now hit pause or something uh if you're on spotify or apple podcast go over there just click follow or subscribe so you can now get uh notifications of the episodes that come up so the purpose-led leadership podcast by chris o'connell and that's one thing second thing go over to head over to uh instagram right and linkedin are those the two main platforms yeah you're not on tiktok or anything well i'm starting tiktok and youtube next month but they're in process but insta and uh, linkedin at the moment so it's, it's hard to keep everyone all the going isn't it <laughs> yeah man definitely i i want to start tiktok as well i'm just looking into it right now um but yeah it's it's definitely a struggle <laughs> um you know it's just not a struggle but yeah it's like it's a challenge because you have a lot of um a lot all of slightly different aren't they all slightly the different yeah. algorithms it's, right yeah. You have to, you have to like produce different content for the, those different channels. So it's not like you can, can just like repurpose, like everybody claims it's so easy. It's not. Um, so yeah, so, uh, everybody, Chris O'Connell on LinkedIn, where he's getting millions of views also on Instagram, uh, check out Chris O'Connell. Uh, the, ha the handle is Chris O'Connell coach, uh, in one word, obviously it's a handle and, uh, and you will be able to find also all the show notes, um, you know, all these links in the show notes, Chris. Bro, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, man. Really, really appreciate Enjoyed it. Enjoyed that. Yeah. Pleasure, mate. Thank you so much.